Greetings, folks, and in this episode, we'll take a deep dive into technical uh, things uh, regarding tournament water skiing with one of the most sought-after officials in the sport. It's all coming up in this episode of the TWBC Podcast. The expressed views of the guests on this podcast are theirs alone and not necessarily endorsed by the host, TWBC, or any associated sponsor. Conversations that are robust yet balanced, on point and to the point. You are listening to The Talk of Tournament Water Skiing. This is the TWBC Podcast. And now, here's your host, Tony Lightfoot. Well, greetings once again. I am the aforementioned Tony Lightfoot, and this is the latest edition of the TWBC Podcast. Thank you very much indeed for tuning in. And also a big uh, thanks uh, to uh, to my guest uh, for uh, for appearing on this, uh, bo- this podcast. His name is Jerry Jackson. How are you doing, sir? Tony, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm doing very, very well indeed. So, uh, so you're 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 a, you're quite a well sought after official. I mean, you've officiated in Masters and a whole bunch of other tournaments, including this one at Lake Thirty Age. You've done nationals, internationals, uh, but I'm rather curious as to how you got your start in in doing all of this. I mean, because you're an active water skier and you, you know you 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 actively participate in the sport, not only on the technical judges level, but also in a competitive level as well so trying to give it give us uh, a little brief overview of how you got started in this sport well i got involved because i love water skiing time i was very little watching them on tv and stuff back in the days and i wanted to do that and i got older and I, unfortunately i wasn't able to do that until i got 33 oh. and when i got involved because uh, i was in engineering i worked with people like roger Dillon and ed brazil gene davis dave clark bunch of guys i got involved with and working and i just got involved with it and there i went with the technical side of it because i sure wasn't a water skier i love water skiing but i'm not <laughs> like these guys out here <laughs> oh oh i beg to differ i beg to differ because i see you uh, uh juke it around that slalom course and uh, get me get the behind the boat along with the best of them uh, certainly within your age category but here we are at Lake 38. You're getting everything set up. Uh, I mean, you're you are the technical controller, and you've been a technical controller. How many years would you would you say you've you've put into the sport in that particular role? I can't count the years, but I started, I guess, in '87. Actually, tech, I started in '86 skiing. '87, I went riding the tech control and working people. Now, of course, it took four years to get where to be a homologator working with all those guys to, to do that but yeah it's been a long time thanks for a lot of help to get there but uh yes okay and your professional background is is is, is an engineer a rather niche form of engineering uh, uh kind of give us a little bit of an explanation on that one because uh, i mean i talked to you a little bit before this podcast and explained to me that uh you do like pumping stuff with with nuclear power plants, that kind of stuff. Well, it's nuclear. It's a, yes, it's a nuclear facility. I do uh, I do startup testing. So we do a lot of instrumentation, electronic controls, up to 600 horsepower variable speed drives and 300 horsepower pumps. So I go from little stuff to TCS controls to, to large motors, test them, start them up for the first time. We have a model. Don't let the smoke out. <laughs> And I mean, compared compared to what you do on a day-to-day basis, I mean, this technical controller stuff at skiing skiing tournaments must be an absolute walk in the park. It is a walk in the park until something happens. And when it does happen, unfortunately, it's going to happen. You know, it's uh, these guys work hard and get where they're at. And sometimes we just don't have the technology to let us down for what we need. And that's the sad part of, of all this. 
you know when things start got start going pear-shaped as i use that english expression when things start going uh, by the wayside you have to kind of have a contingency plan uh, to uh, to keep things uh, going along has has there been an instance that you can that you can recall uh where things just went just went absolutely completely out the window and you had to come through in the clutch well i mean that just happened this past weekend but yeah it, it does happen i mean i had one tournament we had four uh national record or federation records and we lost all four of them because of a vcr back in the days it was their show and recording and at the end of the day we had nothing so that's a very disappointing so you you have that now we try to use backup after backup and think i like sure path that's one thing we have a sure path and technology we got today is probably one of the best you know one of the best things we've got for uh records now you've been now you've worked closely with uh with with the guy who actually invented a sure path uh, his name is james timothy james timothy yeah, from UK. england i yeah. should know that i should yeah. be able to recall that uh, instantly yeah. uh but you've you've worked extensively with sure path i mean uh, i mean how constant is the communication how much is the feed how how often do you get with him feedback wise to uh, to continue on and improve that system well, he's helping helping me. I I asked. I reach out to him about every three days, and he's always educating me. He's very very helpful, very helpful. So he, he reaches out not just me to everyone. So anybody, he he he's, he's asked their product just like we all are. We want the very best, and that's what he's trying to produce. So. So I mean, and 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 that's like one of that the boat boat path a measurement system, you know, with 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 shore path. I mean, that's I mean that's really helped slalom driving, you know, to to gain its consistency and to make sure that it that it is a fair playing ground for for all skiers, regardless of their skill level and what they want to achieve out there, right? That's correct, and it's really helped a lot of drivers. It's helped guys as amateur drivers. I saw that's when I really got involved with. I saw some amateur drivers that was actually pulling me, and we put in the boat. I had in course video and everything else. Once we put that in the boat, it really improved. So it's it's helped everyone. So, all right then. So, uh, not only are you involved in in the physical skiing side of the sport and being the technical controller of an event like this, but you're also involved from an organizational standpoint because you alongside a Tom Tommy Harrington and uh, maybe a couple of others, which I'm sure you'll mention, uh, you're behind the annual organization of the of the Malibu Open, right? Yeah, actually, uh, you know, Dana Reed started working with Malibu and started that, and uh, and he was a really good friend of mine from forever. Him and Tommy Harrington was, and Dana passed away. I said I'll help you one. I'll help it, Dana. I told Dana before he passed away. I said I'll do it one year, and unfortunately, uh, I'm still here helping Tommy. And now, actually, we got. Uh, of course, this is because Malibu. Regina's really stepped up the plate. So not only is she skiing, she's helping promote uh, Malibu Open. So Tommy and Regina is really doing it and i'm just on the sidelines but they're doing it okay that 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 event was actually scheduled for a little bit earlier on the season but i think it got it got moved in it uh, towards october right yes we got moved to october the main reason that we, we've always had a sponsor like uh, uh like Ramp, a, a malibu boat dealer they've all been was in uh remember was in up north a couple times with the dealership there so we uh we went to trophy lakes because they helped us out and we've been looking for a, a boat dealer. And so Rambo is one of the biggest boat dealers around the area. So Rambo's helping, Rambo Boat Marines helping us uh, put on the, the tournament at uh, Tuscaloosa, Lima Land. 
Yeah, Lyman Land. I mean, uh, I mean that's uh, that's uh, that area uh, of Alabama actually hosted a, a, a pro event a few seasons ago. I think the, like the elimination rounds were at Lyman Land, and they tried to do the finals on like the river or something like that uh, uh, back uh, back in the day. So. Uh, so obviously we're going to a premium site and we obviously have to get have a big shout out to uh, to Lyman Hardy I'm sure he actually appreciates that but uh, but I mean what other challenges are experienced by you going forwards uh, not notwithstanding the fact that you had to move from 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 an established venue such as Trophy Lakes to a new setting as Lyman Land is because I mean I mean, it would seem like a turnkey operation, but there's a the whole lot that goes on in the background, right? Yeah, the background, really, the, all your sponsors and stuff, we try to get local sponsors, and that's what uh, Regina and Tommy, you know, they work hard on towards that with Lyman and them getting all that done. That's the hard part, you know, as you know. And the second hard part is y'all coming in and you're setting up. You've never been there before. It's all new. So y'all have the, the hard part. I got the easy part. Lyman Land is set up, turn a key operation. So you have the hard part. <laughs> yeah, bringing in our stuff and making it making it work with all with with all of the other stuff. So, I mean, I mentioned Malib mentioned Malibu Open because you do have a, a, a deep uh, involvement with that sport beyond what you do in the technical area. Uh, beyond beyond this competition, uh, Lake Thirty Eight. Uh, what other tournaments do you have on your slate? Uh, I, are you involved with the World Games or anything? In no, that? I'm not doing the World Games. Not 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 no. going the World. I'll be there, but I'm not going. I'm <laughs> yeah let the yeah let the technical controller be someone else yeah, uh, for, right. for something like that yeah. but but i mean i i mean sitting on the sidelines and watching a ski event like like the world games and not being involved in, uh, as such now that must feel really strange at times huh it does feel strange. i went to the worlds this year and it's really strange I wasn't involved. I went to the Worlds and JT. Of course, you got JT and you had John Carter. You had some great TCs there, but it was just, it was, I felt like I was, I was relieved, but it was, uh, I felt like I should be involved. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Jonathan Travers and the like, and, uh, and Zach Warden between them two, between them both have actually involved themselves quite a bit in, in TC work, which probably takes a little bit of strain off your shoulders after so many years of doing it. But, but I mean, for, for those guys as young as they are to be involved uh, must must be uh, a good sign for the sport going forward yes it was like when jt wanted to be a tc i said jt you know, my concern is when you start your skiing gonna go down well actually jt's kind of like me he's got to be doing something and he'd rather be doing tc and skiing look what he's done done his own tournament and what he did at the masters he helped me out there at the masters he was in the water with me doing the jump setting buoys up and everything and he went there and skied his lights out so he's kind of like me he'd rather be doing something than skiing but we got a lot of great. We got Martin Coleman, who's a young TC coming up. He's Martin. We got JT. Now we got Jack Critchley, who's a an pro athlete. I mean, you think he's got the pro athletes now? They want to be a TC and do all the work. So that's what I'm excited about seeing people like Jack Critchley and JT and the Martin Coleman. You got the best of the best, and they're doing the the technical side of it too. And they and and I mean between between the bunch of them, I mean it's not like they 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 come into the whole TC business having n knowing how to use a fiod light or anything like that. I think I, I think they have to learn that skill after they start getting involved. You know, so I mean for those of you that are listening and like thinking, okay, I want to get involved. I want to I, I want to help out at a, at a tournament and become a TC. I mean, 
what what would be the initial steps for for someone listening to this and thinking okay uh let's let's give it let's give it a go yeah i do have some young engineers that came out of college who did the collegiate skiing and they got on the college and they've reached out to me to do it and my, my best thing is go to tournaments and work with the tcs there and that's how you'll learn it takes uh, you don't learn it overnight but you will learn it. And, and every TC that I know of encourages all the young people to come in. That's what we need. Hey, the more the young people i got, the easier it is on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it, it, it is quite quite quite, a, quite an immense uh, endeavor. I mean, you've got your officials. I mean, they work, they work hard officiating during the event itself, and then the driving and the chief judge. But all the preparation that takes place before the tournament, making sure the buoys are high enough, soft enough, they're in the straight line. If the boat boats work in the the shore path and everything, that all falls upon the TC. That does. It's, that's correct. But we got a lot of help. The drivers now, more and more, they learn about shore path. They're they're involved helping. They're they're also making sure the the survey is done correctly so they can drive straight. Make sure the buoys are low. The boat guides are low enough so they get a good visual of the boat path and the boat course is straight. So the, now we got the drivers more invo- involved in helping us to make sure it's, it's right. That's a big plus. So it's uh yeah. Now, so far as boat driving is concerned, now I spoke a few weeks ago to Will Bush, who who is who is probably one of the most sought after drivers out there, Masters and uh, Swiss Pro and uh, whole smashment tournaments around the world. And I mean, you know him, you know, and uh, you you've worked with him. Uh, he tell he tells me that we're that we're getting relatively close to auto drive. Yes, we've been. Yes, that's coming out. Is it, we Will and I have been on a couple of conversations with that. And Will's actually tested a couple of, with people, but you know we still got a way to go. I don't think you'll see it this year. I'm not sure about next year, but it's coming. It is coming. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and, and I mean, and the and I mean the conversation that I had with him on that is, I mean, it's not it's not something where you just leave the dock, press a button, and it makes its way around the island and straightens up and goes a slalom course. It's something to where once you've made the turn around the island, and you straighten up for the slalom course. It just it it, keep, it keeps that boat path within within the realms of uh, of the of GPS zone, that type of deal, right? That's right. It's basically using sure path the monitor the boat path yep that's what it's we'll, we'll see i know the guy james timothy's working on there's a couple of guys people working on a system so we'll see who gets there all right then so i mean i'm definitely i'm definitely looking forward to it uh within within the technical aspects of the sport are, are there are there any things that you're seeing right now that you're that are that are signs of optimism going forward any any new innovations that you that, that you that you've seen that could uh, that could surface going forward yeah don connor's uh, you know splash eye donald Don, conley yeah Con, he's working on a couple of things and i don't even want to get into it but it's way it's uh it's it's it, awesome he's doing the trick things he got where he got doing live tricking and that is one thing we'll be using at the Malibu Open, I think. We'll be doing live calling tricks and it's scored immediately. Oh, wow. As it goes down the lake. Donald created that and been working on Donald's been working on that for several years. And he's got that. And I think Malibu might be the first place that's used, I think, as far as a, a pro event tournament. And uh, he's got another thing for uh, jump measuring stuff. So, you know, Donald's always way out there. So <laughs> he's coming up some great tools. And that's why it's nice to have these young engineers coming up that can follow that trail that's where we're going you know when i started it's putting meter stands up 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, I know the horror of actually working those those meet those meter stands. I mean, you would struggle to get volunteers to do it for starters, you know, because you'd stand there and sit there hour upon hour, you know, and your eyes are going uh, go, going going crazy. And my my dad used to do that. It was actually a meter reader for the World Championships way back in 1987. So we're certainly glad that we've gone way way past that deal. You know, so I mean, I mean, when when you look back at what you did back in those days to try and get things going and seeing the progress that we've made today, I mean, it must be mind blowing. Yeah, it's all mind blowing. Look at what y'all have done for our sport. Just look at this equipment y'all got here. It's mind blowing to me. So, but that's what we need in our sport is what y'all do, and this is this is what's this is what's great about our sport. We we can we got the great skiers out here skiing, and y'all bring them to the the webcast so other people who can't go watch them are able to see that. That's to me is really what's. I, I think this is the more technical side of it is what y'all do. All right, we'll put a button on this uh, podcast, and I certainly thank uh, uh, Jerry Jackson uh, for for being a participant uh, in the in this uh, podcast. Uh, is there any shout outs or recognitions you want to give to it uh, to any 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 folks that uh, that have helped you along? Uh, now would be a good opportunity. Well, that's everybody in water skiing. I mean, there's not a single water skiing, and for for my skiing, it's been you know uh, Regina Jacobs has been uh, ever since she was five years old. Her mom and dad have been involved, so. You know, that's who helped me in my skiing. But as far as the technical side of it, it's been everyone. I mean, even you and Vince have even helped me. Everyone. So thanks to everything. But well we, cer- well, we certainly look thing. We'll look at brighter things are going forward, and especially that uh, that that trick calling that uh, that Donald's got. got. Yeah, yeah, that that, uh, that Donald Conley's got. Uh, that has been Gerald Jerry Jackson. I'm Tony Lightfoot. This has been the latest edition of the TWBC podcast. And until next time, it is ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the TWBC podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC Podcast.